0: Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every
1: Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs.
0: Sunday Stroh, so welcome. We've got a brand new episode, as always. It's that time, you know it is. Um, Lots to discuss. We've turned things around now, so it's a lot more positive note than the previous episode, because we were on a
1: losing streak, but now we're not. So, Rob, how are you doing over there? I'm doing great, buddy. We had, what, two weeks in a row? We had to report two and four weeks, and this week, uh, four and two, we've evened our record at 10 and 10 with a chance, to go over 500 on today's game.
0: It's looking a bright future anyway, that's for sure, because like I say, we, weren't, we didn't have much great to report really last week. Um, I guess we should start at the finish of that series in Oakland, the third game. We, I don't want to go too much into it. Obviously, it was a loss, you know, um, but what are your general thoughts on that game?
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about the bright spot. We went four and two this week, but one of the losses were the extension of that sweep in Oakland. It wasn't a good series for us, and it was a good series for them. But we had that brawl, and I don't have anything to say about it. I don't know if you do. But Christian Javier started, and he's not going to give us six innings with one run every time out. Uh, They finally caught up to him. I think it was a three-run homer, right, or something like that. And uh, he only lasted three innings. He gave up five runs. We lost seven to two. The bright spot offensively. Yuli Guriel, two for three with a home run and two RBIs.
0: Yeah, as you say, it's not, it's not our best performance. not our best moment. But, like, say, Yuli was the only real uh, provider in that, to be honest with you. Anyway, but, you, you know, we have to end it to the A's, both defensively and offensively. They were really good. The pitching was great. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Yuli was the star, and that's all we can really say. I know Baker got ejected. We had the brawl, like you say. There's no point in going in twenty or all that. Uh, it's been a tricky season as it is with all that. But, yeah, you've got to hand it to the,
1: to the A's, you know. There's yeah. no point denying it.
0: Very, very talented team this season. So,
1: no you debate know, there. No you debate. know, that was, that was one series this year that I can't say, hey, we should have won this one. I mean, they beat us.
0: They beat us. Mm. It's fair and square. It's fair and square. And that's why there's no shooting off online about all that. The fact is, is they, they, they did a great job and that's it. You know, we're thinking of last season, you know, but this is a new season now. So fair play to the A's on that. Extremely talented. But then we move to the series with the Giants at home. Let's move on to that, Rob. What's your thoughts
1: on that one? So now this is reverse. This is a series we went 2-1, to and I think we should have swept them. We should have taken advantage of of playing. Well, you know, you want to say that they're a worse team, but we had similar records. But we know we're better than the Giants, and we should should have swept them. Uh, Monday, what about Lance McCullers Jr., buddy? Uh, Seven innings, one run, almost had a no-hitter. And then Brantley and Correa, two RBIs each. Uh, we were rolling six to one. San Francisco added uh, three runs in the ninth, but an easy win. Easy win. The bullpen scared us at the end, but we did win.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit scary towards the end. But end of the day, we locked it down. A lot of that, like says, Lance McCullers, Brantley, Yuli, as well. Again, providing. We'll go into that later on. But I think he's so strong at the moment. And like, say, Lance McCullers was absolutely awesome. Totally locked it down. No hitter. I don't know. Ring the alarm. I don't know. But Machete had the effortless Homer in the six as well. Broke that down. And at the end of the day, I think that was just a nice, comfortable win. But then we moved to Tuesday's game. And that's where the sweat came apart. And what
1: do you feel about that one, Rob, that Tuesday game? Well, you're uh, player of the week last week, right? Belak, was that your player mm-hmm. of the week? Five innings, another great outing for him. He only gave up two runs. And Josh Reddick, two for five with two RBIs. And I don't remember what day of the week they moved him up to the two hole, but Josh Reddick uh, is really playing a lot better and may have something to do with it. But the downside, you know, we got a good uh, start from Belak, and then San Francisco scored three runs in the seventh. Off of a uh, combination of Paredes and Taylor. We went to extra innings, buddy. Another extra innings loss. <laughs> See and, this? And, and who was it? Who was it? Well,
0: this is the thing. I wanted to bring this up. Because, like you say, we've got like Second star. Wonderful. Reddick took a machete. All oh, providing. Like, say, Reddick is absolutely. Him and Uli at the minute. I don't know what's going on. But we've got this locked on thing right now. and. I just, even, even L2B. I remember at one point, you know, and we had the Bregman bomb. Plenty of base hits, plenty of RBI, but we're going to lead on to this. Is there a curse in, this, in these extra innings? Because that's where it got us again. We should yeah. have had it. We should have had it. But it goes into extra innings and bang, it's done. And it's, uh, it's just the same thing with that extra innings. I'm, I'm literally convinced that were cursed with this extra innings. We're, it's cursed, we're
1: cursed when Cy Sneed comes in the game. <laughs> yeah, oh That's what it is. This guy has like three losses and they're all in extra innings. See,
0: I I can't be mad at the guy because he reminds me of some reincarnation of having guys. I can't be mad at him, but I'm equally there going, pitch. <laughs>
1: hey, so it's we so go crazy. to Wednesday Ooh. and Man, we had, we had three really good starts by our pitchers this week. Zach Greenke, I mean, he may have taken over Springer's spot as my favorite player. Who, how do you not love this guy? Uh, yeah. Six and a third, one run of baseball. I mean, the guy's calling his pitches. You know, that's what mm. some people are thinking, that he's telling them what, is, uh, what they're throwing. But what mm. it is, this is what I found out. He has mm. six pitches. And he's telling the guy one or two to cycle through those. You know what I'm saying? Like these three yeah, pitches yeah. are one and these. So yeah. it looks like, because it kind of works out sometimes, right? He'll put a two down and then throw a breaking pitch. And they're yeah. like, wow, this guy's, you know, but but that is, uh, I think it was Jake Kaplan who reported that. And uh, right. so that's what's going on. But it does look like it. And it's cool. It really goes and it's a that. lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun yeah. to watch them.
0: The, the guy's brilliant. I mean, the commentators are saying, I think it was on the opposing network, was the sort of say, well, he's reached the end of his rope now. <laughs> you know, I think people trying to imply that he's losing the plot a bit, you know. But it, it was great entertainment. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it was a it was a win. Um, blast by Moldenado with that 3-1 home run, taking us to 5-1. Um, what can you say? It was just, a, a, again, a nice, comfortable win. And we owe a lot to, to Greinke for that, really, and the entertainment
1: value of it. I'm a your
0: opinion on that one.
1: There's some more entertainment. Uh, Brooks Raley. He came in and uh, pitched the, uh, got the last two guys out for Grinky. And uh-huh. apparently nobody told him that he was done. And uh, Josh James came out and was actually standing on the mound. But uh, Raley crossed the line and he had to stay in. So he actually, (laughs) I think he actually did us a favor by keeping Josh James out of the game. And so he had to pitch to the first guy. The next guy was a lefty, and they just left him in. He did great. Great job by Brooks Raley. Yeah. I think that's it. I always see, again, Josh James, when
0: he's good, he's good. But he's so inconsistent, so inconsistent, that. it's got to the point now where you worry seeing him approach the mound. It, it, it's, for me, he's become a bit like the Devo. It's like, oh no, where's this going to go now? It's too inconsistent, and it sounds awful. But you have to be honest and say he is becoming the one where you go, oh no, what now? You know, yeah. um, it's always a bit worrying. But you know, we we wrapped it up. I just, I really strongly agree with you, Rob. We should have had that sweet. You had that. It was in the bag, just that second game. You know what? Win's a win. It broke that streak. And you know, we then move on to the Mariners.
1: Yeah, so we have a day off Thursday. And then the two games against Seattle, one was a blowout. And get who's back? Who's back in that blowout, buddy? Alvarez. Yes. How nice was that to see him out there?
0: I, I mean, words can't describe it because I, I You know, I think we've we've talked about this in so many episodes, trying to get an update, trying to understand what, you know, what's going on and whatever, and we'll move on starting in a little while. But to see him back, but not only that, you say it, Rob. How was that blown open? How was that blown open to win like that?
1: Well, let's start at the beginning of the game. We got Valdez, six innings, one run. Another great pitching outing by framber valdez but it didn't look like it it seemed like he threw like 30 pitches in the first inning and he barely got out of it but then he he cruised the rest of the way and and when when the first inning was on i was like oh no here we go but no he only allowed one run he did great and again again buddy oh go ahead (laughs)
0: no, <laughs> you can't be on, man. It's too much to talk about in this one because we're talking about an 11 1 win.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots to talk about. I don't have a whole lot of notes on it because it was such an easy win. But <laughs> well, we got Reddick again. Josh Reddick, three for four. Yuli, two for four. Alvarez, home run in his first at bat. <laughs> the yeah. Astros scored nine runs in the first inning. They were on pace to score like 72 runs. And they only see, won 11 to 1. I'm okay with that. Do you think teams take it easy once? I mean, do you think something happens to your mentality when you're winning that bad? Or do you think it was just I, that pitcher?
0: I don't know because you remember the other, there was that game last season I and mean, there were a few of them. But I remember where we were getting into like the, you know, the latter end of the teams when we smashed the Oakland, you know. And you think, you know, I don't know if they take it easy, but that one, who could blame them? Like you say, that three run home run by Alvarez, you know first at bat you think oh my god and it just went on and on the yuli bomb the cubanos connection then you had machete it just went on and on like you say it was a train it was 9-1 by the end of the first it was just absolutely thoroughly enjoyable game to watch but like you say did they take the foot off the gas they could have done because they were just they were cruising it and that was the first inning you know but alvarez got hit by that pitch and then that took us to you know eleven one by the end of it all basically. So that was a little bit of a it was a run, but you know it was through you know not the best circumstances obviously for our guy and and the team, but it, it just topped it up a little bit more. But it, as I labelled it, it was the NFL game so far the season for us because that was a really yeah yeah.
1: Game. So the uh, the Astros sent fourteen guys to bat, and correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Did Altuve get the t- first two outs? Didn't he get out see. and then he had like a sack, sack fly or a ground out? to? I don't really remember what happened. Maybe he walked. I don't remember. But I, I don't remember. Oh, no, no. Alvarez hit into a double play a second time up, right? That's what happened? Yeah. Yep. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. So, sorry, Altuve. Sorry. <laughs> We're getting Altuve back. So. But we
0: moved to last night's game, Rob.
1: Yeah. So last night, there, there, were some, there were some good things. Christian Javier comes back, six innings, no runs, only one hit. That's after giving up five runs in three innings on Sunday. So he, mm. so he didn't let it bother him. He came back, pitched beautifully. This guy looks like he's going to be in the rotation for a long time. And then you got Presley. I think Presley may be ready to go as the closer. Ooh, I, yeah. I I kind of doubted him a little bit, but he came in no hits, no walks, no yeah. str- no anything. Just got three outs easily, and Yuli Gurriel, two for three with a home run. Astros win two to one, and they have a chance for a sweep. But we won't know till next week. No, we won't, and that's the
0: thing. You've got to look at it like this. Like say Yuli was was again the man. And Reddick as well. And this is the thing. I think Yuli, I will say this, Yuli and Reddick have really, really, particularly Reddick, really impressed me this week. It's just been phenomenal. Both of them are becoming so reliable. It's it's absolutely ridiculous when we've needed somebody. It's been one of those two guys predominantly most of the time. You know, uh, everyone's worried about Altuve. But like I say, you know, we've got an RBI. So things are improving. You know, we can't always... I think this is what I wanted to say. We can't just keep relying upon Springer, Correa, Altuve. You know, we've got a team here, and it's nice that we can look towards others to provide, and particularly someone like Reddick. You know, I know he, he gets a little bit of flack occasionally, but guess what? You know, he's he's topped us up there, and he's been there, and Uli as well, and Brantley. I mean, it's, it's there. We can't yeah. just keep relying upon the Holy Trinity, basically. But it was, you know, we won't know. Well, I'm hoping that we get that that sweet today. Today, right. Uh, hey, let me ask you watching. this,
1: buddy. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I, I believe there was a stat that came out uh, that, well, we all know that Altuve got moved down, and he asked Dusty Baker, hey, move me down, you know, Ooh. until I start helping the team. Mm-hmm. And Josh Reddick has been tearing it up in the two spot. Mm-hmm. But yep. this is, I believe, this is the first time Altuve hasn't been in mm-hmm. the first four in the batting order since 2011. I think he hit seventh, right?
0: I think that's probably correct. It, everyone's noticed it, obviously.
1: I mean, we could, we could have a whole episode
0: about what's been going on there. And, you know, people are online and this, this, the trolls are rife, this, the stats are rife. But at the end of the day, I'm not concerned. I never am about Altuve because sometimes, guess what, the tables just turn on that latter end of the season and you'll go, what was I worried about? I'm never worried about Altuve. Never. I know that things will turn around. It's just just one of those patches now. And we are seeing some odd moves, but that's his his decision, you know, and, and he has to respect that,
1: you know. Yeah, so... I know this is this was my thought going into it. I was I was thinking this guy is struggling. We should just move him down. Let him, you know, take some pressure off of him cuz there's mm-hmm. there's got to be more pressure being up at the top. There's got to be. Yeah. So move him down. I remember years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but Jake Marinesnik was in the nine hole and he was tearing it up. Yep. And so they yep. moved him up and he You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think there's a different pressure being up there at the top with the big boys. And uh some people were like, No, no, he's out to the you, you gotta respect him or whatever. But no, you gotta do what's right for the team. Move if he's not producing, move him down. Maybe it'll yeah. help. I think so. And
0: he's proven it like I say, he has sort of turned it around recently last couple games and you know. Let him just build that back up. He will come back. You know, it probably can't help him. I'm sure he's not online, but it can't really help him with the whole, like, pressure from people going, come on, come on, come on. You know, where are you? You know, be Altuve. At the end of the day, he will turn this around. So, like you say, give him that breathing space. He knows what's right. The management knows what's right. We've just got to entrust in that and get that back up. He'll be back. He'll be back.
1: All right, buddy, let's move to the Sunday Stroh's poll. Uh, This one's interesting, and we may talk about it longer than normal. I don't know. But if you are at Minute Maid Park watching an Astros game and you catch a home run ball by the visiting team, should you throw it back? I think some people may have answered this, would you throw it back? But either way, right, should you throw it back? I, I don't think you should. Um, we could debate this for a
0: long time, but if you want my opinion, this is the way I look at it. I've I've been to a couple of different ballparks across America. I love baseball. It's my life. I love it. it I, obviously, I'm an Astros fan, but I, I, I love baseball. So you, you respect any team and any player. This is where it comes down to it for me. It's kind of a double-edged sword. I feel if if it's hit in your vicinity, you get it. Um, there's a, there's a, they've said it online and I quite agree if there's a young kid around he's a fan of that opposing team or generally it's just the younger adult you know they, they want it I'm going to give it to them you know if I see a, a, a visiting fan side I'll give it to them if I look around and I'm seeing look you know there's a load of grown men here there's, there's, there's rival fans there's, you know my guys this is the way I look at it I don't judge it upon the team that's, that's, that's not how I would judge it. If it was me, it would be, do I respect the player that's hit that? Am I a fan of the player of that team? They're not my guys, but I may respect the player. So therefore, I'm going to keep it, you know, because I'm, I respect the talent of the player that's hit that. It all depends to me on the talent or whether you even really like the player that's hit that ball. And that's the way I would judge it. I wouldn't judge it upon the team. I know there's a lot of people that have joined in on the comments below this poll. I couldn't care less whether the Dodgers, Yankees, uh, you know, Padres, it doesn't matter to me. It's more, you know, holy smokes, you know, Charlie Blackner has just hit it, for example. I'm keeping yeah. that. I'm keeping that because I love Charlie Blackner.
1: Let me or, ask you this. You know, Let me yeah. ask you this, buddy. You would buy thousands of dollars worth of plane tickets to come to the United States? And watch baseball game and if you got a home run ball, you wouldn't keep it? I wouldn't you wouldn't keep that?
0: Of course I'd keep it.
1: Well, I know, but you, you're saying like I might give it to a kid or I might do this. Yeah, yeah. There I, should I, be I, no I, doubt. Why should you throw that ball away? These people well, booing exactly. you, they don't know what your story is. No, they don't, but I think
0: I would like to say, I would judge it upon who who's hit it. I may have fun of them or not. But I've got a kid next to me. And his idols, you know, Aaron Judge, and I don't like Aaron Judge. I'm going to go, there you go, mate, you can have that. I would, because I don't, it's just not my mentality in life, you know. I remember when I was in Chicago, there was a couple of balls headed my way, and there was a guy in front of me that was reaching for the ball at the same time as me. And there was a little kid there, and we both looked at each other, and I passed it to the guy, because I knew that guy would give it to the kid. I didn't want the ball, you know. I didn't want it because the guy who hit it, I, I didn't know the guy from Adam, you know. I, di- I, didn't, I didn't have any connection to that player. And mm. that's the way I look at it. I think it's to do with who's hit the ball, you know. It's regardless of the team, I don't go into that petty level. I think it's more into the idea of I will give it to someone next to me. But no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw it back necessarily, that's for sure.
1: Dude, I've been going to games since 1996, and I've never got a ball. I got a ball during batting practice a long, long time ago. But if you hit a home run and I get it, I'm keeping it. I mean, I don't care who boos me. I don't care who hit it. It doesn't matter. There's no no way that I'm going to have that experience of catching a home run ball and throwing it back. And for all these people to go uh," and boo you, like, why are you harassing people? What does it matter if you throw it back? <laughs> why, does, why does everybody care? They, they stole that from Chicago anyway. That, that's a Cubs thing. But I'll tell you this. I went, I went to a game with a friend of mine. His name is Randy, and he's a big dude. And they were booing this guy because uh, he didn't throw a home run back. And then finally, he succumbed to the pressure, and he threw it back. And I asked him. I said, "How long do you think these guys will boo you if you don't throw the ball back?" And he said, "Well, if I catch one, we're gonna find out." <laughs> it's crazy. I just don't understand it. I mean, I don't want to throw it back. And why would you bull? What does it matter? These guys bully people into throwing it back, and you're not gonna bully me. I, I found out one guy didn't throw it back, and it last it lasts a couple of minutes. I mean, they harass you for a while, but Mm. But I, I, like there were so say, many, pe- there were so many people on our poll answering it that said, "I've never got a ball before." Who are these people that get so many balls? They just throw them back like it's nothing. Well, that,
0: well, you know what I wanted to say, Rob. That was exactly it because I've only got that one time. Like it was, it was at a White Sox game, and that's the only recollection I've got of ever touching a ball hit by another player. You know, that was it. And like I say, it was passed to the child. You know, he. He was a fan of that team. Let's get on with it. But no way I'm not throwing it back. At the end of the day, like you say, that's just its ridiculous. But, who, yeah, I mean, that's once in my entire lifetime. As you say, I don't know who all these people are. When yeah. I came to and I was desperate for a ball to even come near me, just to even have a, a stroke of it.
1: <laughs> hey, we had 57%. It was close. It was, it was almost 50-50. 57% said yes. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why people are so dead set on thinking you should throw the ball back. I don't know if these are people that watch it on TV. I don't know if they're season ticket holders. I have no idea who these people are. but
0: I'm the, quite, I'm the,
1: quite.
0: I, I must admit, I'm quite shocked by that result because uh, I didn't know the results until now. But that that is shocking. I mean, I don't know what that is. I, I think sometimes, look. I'll end it like this. I, yeah. I live in England, so my, my – I don't have those rivalries. I have them from history related to the Astros, but it's history-based. I, I can't have a rival with uh, Chicago or Philadelphia or New York or wherever because I'm not – I don't see it as intense as that. So I think there's a lot of that probably on that poll where it's like, I absolutely hate New York or I absolutely hate L.A. or wherever and they probably just don't want anything to do with anything relating to those teams. And there that, is no
1: way I'm throwing back an Aaron Judge home run ball. No way. You can, you can tack me. I don't care. You're going to have the pride out of my dead hands. I'm not throwing <laughs> back.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a good poll, that one, Rob, though. I enjoyed that one. The comments are right underneath there. There's a lot of essays there, which I enjoyed reading. <laughs>
1: Hey, what do you got for us as far as the news, buddy? With
0: the news, uh, not much development really. Uh, Diaz is a week to ten days to returning. Apparently, again, it's it's all the smoke and mirrors. But that's the that's the projection. The good bit of the news is we were discussing this last week. There was a lot of rumors surrounding a sooner needing Tommy John. That's not the case. Thank God that is not the case. So uh, hopefully, apparently, after rehabbing. Is hoping to return later on in the season. There's no clarity to what that actually is, but at least it wasn't Tommy John. Uh, yeah. The big news, again, relating to the the uh, Oakland series is mm-hmm. that Alex Sintron's been suspended for 20 games after that, in brackets, altercation. And we also have the bombshell if Alvarez returning but also finding out the reason that he wasn't around was because he actually had COVID, which we suspected, but he didn't have it. So that was quite a big bombshell in a way on both ends because we've got him back, but we also found out why.
1: Well, we got the return of Alvarez, but we also lost Brantley. He went to the IL. And and I think the injury that he got was from that time Joe Kelly covered the base. Do you remember when he came up a little limp?
0: Yes, yes, oh, yes. Yeah, I,
1: I really hate that guy. So if Joe Kelly hit a home run, I think I would still keep it.
0: <laughs> you know what, Rob? I'm going to say this straight. This is the same debate I had on the, on that poll this, this very morning. I sat down for coffee, and I was like, yeah, but what if it was Joe Kelly? And then in the back of my mind, I thought, yeah. but."
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean. It'd be nice if it was a ball that he threw. You're like, hey, this is a home run that Joe Kelly pitched. So that's all I have. I have Brantley to the IL. Joe Biagini is back, and Uh they sent sent Brandon Bailey back to Corpus. Well, that's not going about, Joe. (laughs) Hey, let me ask you this. Last night, I was watching the game, and it took me a while to realize it, but the Astros were wearing their Sunday blues. Yeah. And I looked over at my wife and I said, is it Sunday? Like, I was l- really confused. I was like, mm. did the weekend go by that fast? So anyway, I-, I couldn't figure out why. And then I saw something this morning that Major League Baseball is going to celebrate the 100th uh, anniversary of the Negro Leagues. Right. And they're all going to wear a patch. So I don't know if they have special uniforms today. Or if the patch is on their white jerseys, or their, I, I don't know why, but I think they wore their blue uniforms, which they always wear on Sunday. They wore them yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because of, I think it has something to do with what they're doing today. I think that's a lovely idea. I, didn't, I wasn't
0: obviously aware of that. I think that's probably, probably quite right there, Rob. I mean, on side
1: note. Well, I, I give mean, you the hard hitting news over here, buddy. Go on. No, that's it. That's the hard-hitting news. It's uh, (laughs) celebrating the Negro Leagues.
0: Well, there you go. You see, it's something where, on a side note to that, I I really love those jerseys. I noticed this morning there was a lot of people commenting that, you know, I don't like those jerseys. They're the worst ones and all this kind of thing. I've always found those to be – I'm very, very partial to them. Maybe it's the dark. Maybe it's the dark navy. But I kind of like those. I just wanted to slot that in there.
1: I like the dark socks and the white shoes they wear. It's just cool, you know.
0: Yeah. But we'll, we'll wait and see for that. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what these patches are, and I think it's a nice way to commemorate that. But that's a nice little touch, but it would explain a lot, that's for sure.
1: Hey, let's move to the Players of the Week. I, I don't think this should be very hard. I, di- I didn't have that much trouble picking one. Uh, Who would you have for Pitcher of the Week? I, I bet we have the same guy. Listen.
0: It was it was kind of a tough one, but I think I'm just gonna have to go with Grenky. Mm. Now I Greinke. was gonna go with I was gonna go with Valdez, but no, I went with granky I think just I, I, I'm gonna lay it out, you know. I think he had a good performance, but also I did kind of enjoy the, the the whole idea of him calling the signs and things. I know it was ridiculous and it was all dumbfounded anyway in the end, but I kind of just enjoyed it. I just really enjoy watching him pitch. Not only does he do a great job, he's just a wonderful personality. We need more of that in baseball. You really do. And I'm going to give him that player of the week because of that. (laughs) It's that simple. And it was a great performance anyway. So it's kind of catch-22.
1: So I was totally wrong. I'm I'm picking picking Lance McCullers Jr. Seven innings, one hit.
0: That was that was the
1: best outing of the week. I mean, yeah. Javier had six innings, yeah. no runs and one hit. He he pretty much had almost the same game. Yeah, but, he did. Uh, but but I I, I was going to think about him, but he gave up five runs in Sunday. He was the only guy who pitched two games this week. But I went with Lance McCullers Jr., buddy. So once again, we split it up. How about players of the week? Offensive. Sure.
0: Well, it's going to have to be Yuri Gurriel. It's got to be. I mean, it really has. Every game is provided. We've had wonderful home runs, RBIs. Like I say, we go back even to that disaster in Oakland. He was the only one that provided. Very, 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 very consistent at the moment. I am just absolutely in awe with what he's been doing recently. So
1: it's uh, Yuri Gurriel for me on that. I select Yuri Gurriel as well. There we go. The unanimous pick. This is the first time uh, since the first week you've done this that we picked the same guy, but check this out. He had ten hits. Josh Reddick had nine. He had ooh. four RBIs. Josh Reddick had three. He was hitting go. three. He hit three eighty-five this week. Reddick hit three seventy-five. There we go. The only difference: Yuli had three home runs and Josh had zero. So I gave it to Yuli Gurriel.
0: Like I say, same for me, Robos. Tossing between those two. They've been on fire. Brilliant. Absolutely lethal combination at the moment. And we've need, you know, when we've needed them, they've been there. But those stats show that they really have. They've been absolutely dominant. But like you say, the Yuli just tips it slightly. So at least we've agreed on that this week. Because at the end of the day, I know it's been
1: changing recently a lot,
0: but that's the fun part of it. Nobody knows, we don't know.
1: All right, this week Stevie has the fair or foul questions. I do not know them, so I'm pretty excited. So lay them on me, Stevie. How many you got?
0: We've got four. Um, Now, the first one is fair or foul. Should Bobby D be allowed to drive the train, even though there's no fans in attendance, obviously because of the whole COVID thing? Should Bobby D still be driving that train at Minute Maid Park? Fair or foul?
1: I say fair. Um, it, it's still going to annoy the opposing players, you know, that, to hear that whistle blowing when we get a home run or we score a run. And, uh, you know, the, the players, they don't have anyone pumping them up. There's no fans. So, yeah, anything that will help pump the guys up at home, I, I say fair.
0: I'd agree. I absolutely love it anyway. I've, it's just beautiful sound. You can't beat it. i like, say it's going to pump the players up. And it's Bobby Day. We all love him. I know he's been there in the stands and up in the rooftops, but let's get him, let's get him doing that. You know, it's, come on. You <laughs> know, fair. <laughs> um, secondly, now this is a tricky one because people were divided on this, I'm sure, in the age of social media. Should you be on your phone at a game? Fair or foul?
1: Foul. You should not be on your phone at the game. You're at. Major League Baseball game however I'm guilty of that I mean I'm checking I'm tweeting I'm doing stuff and uh, I'm not on it all the time but I I would say it's a foul and I'm guilty of committing that foul You, you should just you know one thing people do in this day and age and I'm guilty of it too buddy um when we go experience life everybody's got their phones out they're trying to take pictures and videos instead of instead of absorbing what they're experiencing so it's a foul i'm guilty of it but it's a foul
0: i would wholeheartedly agree it's a foul i know when when i've been to games in america i've not had my phone out other than taking pictures to be honest with you maybe check a couple of scores upon other teams you know between innings but yeah, I suppose I'm a little bit of guilt of it as well myself, but I wholeheartedly agree with your comment there. I think it's just such a huge part now of, of modern life and just the way people do it, but you should be there absorbing every sight, smell and sound of the game, and if you're on your phone, how can you do that? Not only that, we've been through this a million times as well before injuries, you know, not looking out for balls, coming out here and stuff like that, so it is a, it is a major foul for me as well. But, you know... I kind
1: of guilty of it as well. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be an interesting. I, I think it. we all are. I think everyone listening's yeah. guilty yeah. of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So next one, we always love a bit of fashion advice, me and you, Rob. Wouldn't you say? You know, we're the fashion police. The fashion police of the astroturf <laughs> community, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I've got, a, I've got one for you. I mean, this, this, this to me, I, I relate this to how I do it back in England. Okay. But I'm very it's because I'm very, very proud to, to, to own a jersey. So, bear a foul, unbuttoned jersey.
1: Unbuttoned Hello, jersey?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I would never do it. I, I mean, I'm buttoning mine up. I want Astros going across the chest. And, uh, you know, we already know not to tuck them in. And you definitely well. can't tuck them in. <laughs> can, can you tuck them in and unbutton them at the same time? can you commit two fouls hey i i don't know i think i don't know man i, I mean for me i'll never do it i i don't want to i know we're the fashion police and i don't want to judge people but <laughs> guilty I, 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 I don't know I, I i would say foul if you're asking me personally if i would do it no that's I'm, foul I'm,
0: I'm 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 with you like i i take great pride in in button it up i really do you might catch me with maybe the top button undone, a bit of Altuve, but that's it. Like, I I, I, I have to have it buttoned up. And I, I did that when I attended all the games. I do it at home in England. Like, I, I, I can't do it. I feel really uncomfortable with it unbuttoned anyway. But I know, you know, a lot of people don't really care, but I have to have it buttoned up. I think it's just like, I'm really proud to wear it and have that. Either If it's Houston across or if it's Astros across, It just looks cooler buttoned up, but that's just me, you know. But
1: again, um, I went to the Father's Day game last year, and we got the uh, Hawaiian shirts, the Astros Hawaiian shirts. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep it unbuttoned because it was too small. (laughs) I didn't want to, I wanted to button it up. But the kid that was with me said, no, no, don't button it up. So I guess I was, (laughs) I guess you don't button up Hawaiian shirts. Maybe that's a foul. I don't know.
0: We'll we'll move into that maybe next week, you know, because like I say, you know, with the with the whole fashion police, we've got to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on.
1: Yeah, let us know. Give us your fashion uh, questions, folks. We're here to answer them.
0: <laughs> so, fourth and last, final
1: fair foul. It's a big one. The wave fair foul. I say foul. And the reason why is because what annoys me about it. And, you know, here's, here's one thing I want to say, buddy. I don't want to tell someone how to enjoy the game. You, you paid money. You go enjoy the game however you want. But the, the thing about the wave is when do you do it? That would be a good question, too. Do you do it while we're hitting or you do it while we're pitching or do it while we're in the field? Because you're either distracting our pitcher or you're distracting our hitter. I think if you're going to do the wave, wait till we're blowing them out. Like if like the 11 to one win, we wave away, wave away. But (laughs) but when it's a close game, don't do it. I I think you're distracting the players and they may not even be looking at us. They might not even notice it. But I say foul. I, I hate the wave. It was cool when I was in fifth grade, but I say foul.
0: I would say foul as well. I know there's an awful lot of superstition surrounding it as well to, uh, winning losing things like that there's a lot to do with that that I've seen before where they say look you do that wave and this is over you know there's a lot of superstition around it as well but I think it really ultimately comes down to the bottom line of distracting and whatnot I'll be honest it happened a couple of times when I was on my visit and I was kind of like it was joy in the middle of play I'm kind of like not to sound like you know too serious but I've, I've come a long way for this I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the game I, I haven't got time to be standing up and doing all this crap you know <laughs> it's like, I've, I've literally, I've, I'm watching the guys but I suppose I don't mind in between innings or like say if we're absolutely clean in house go for it but yeah. I think during the game play I mean come on that's got to be a massive massive kick in the teeth and distraction hasn't it so I'm going to say foul as well but I know it's a hot topic but well, they're the fair of fouls Rob yeah, you uh, did a
1: great job. Good job. I, someday we might run out of them, but, hey, we're, pump, we're pumping them out, dude. We're doing a good job. Uh, but anyway, the, oh, I, I was going to say, anyway, the uh, Astros play one more game against Seattle. Then we get to see them play Colorado and your boy Charlie Blackman. They yep. play two games here, and then they go to Colorado for two, and then they go to San Diego. And before you send everybody home, I want to mm-hmm. say thank you to two people. We've got—I don't know his first name—but his at on Twitter is at loyal to Houston. Thank you, buddy, for uh, tuning in every Sunday. We appreciate your kind words, and also I want to thank Debbie the Texan, and you'll find out why later. Sure will. Now,
0: this is what I love—that we have got these loyal listeners, and I just—I just, I just want to say thank you because we really do have that, and honestly. We never take it for granted, and you all are fantastic. But don't forget, if it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strokes.
1: See you next time, folks.